No, no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. <laughs> All right, so we are on day three of Saboten Con, Phoenix, Arizona, 2018, and our tab has fallen asleep over there. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, so we actually got somebody very special. One of a, one of uh, one of my favorite voice actors in the game Overwatch, Mr. Theodore Chen. Hello. Hello. Oh, how you guys doing? Doing pretty good. So you voice uh, Zenyatta. That's right. That's right. The the Omnic Monk that uh, that I guess everyone either you, you love him or you hate him, yeah. depending on if he's on your team or not. I guess. That's yeah, <laughs> I, I I love him. I just can't play him. <laughs> I, I, I love when somebody on, on the team knows how to play. Right. Well, you, you and I have something in common. Then there at, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's uh, very difficult to master. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So how did you uh, come about uh, becoming the voice? Well, um, I had worked with Blizzard before on a World of Warcraft uh, Mists of Pandaria. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in that as uh, Mud Mug. That was the name of the character. And uh, also did some, uh, like, just kind of like Walla. I made an orc work with them. And, uh, yeah, I just got the audition, like uh, like everyone else, though. And uh, I read for Zenyatta and uh, actually Hanzo. Mm. And I remember um, they showed us the artwork and stuff. And I remember seeing uh, Hanzo and thinking, oh, that guy looks really cool. I- I'd love to be that guy. <laughs> uh, but that just uh, was not meant to be. <laughs> and, and that that went to that uh, went to Paul Nakuchi. So you know, clearly things worked out. Which uh, he he is here this week. He is, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, he is. Uh, we still want to reach out to him and see if yeah, he, I uh, tried, come on the I show. Yeah, I tried to reach out to him before and got no response. I will so. speak to him personally. He okay, was, uh, cool. Yeah, I mean, he is. Uh, I'm fairly untech savvy, and he might be even more of a luddite. Than I actually I am, went so. through his website. Oh, is that right? Yeah, his well, actual he, contacts. He probably doesn't. Yeah, he probably has someone run that. For yeah, him. I think yeah. it's his agent, <laughs> agent yeah. something. But uh, yeah, I, I will tell him cool. as soon as I get out of here. So, um, so before before you did uh, before you did Zenyatta, before you did um, uh, World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. uh, what are a couple other things that you've uh, you've reached into? Uh, well, I, in the world of uh, voiceover, it's been primarily video games, but. Uh, I did. Uh, I had like a, f- a four-episode arc on a uh, regular show, Cartoon mm-hmm. Network, while that was still running. One of my favorite Cartoon Network. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. a, it was a good show. Yeah, and, and really good guys. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun working with them. Um, do a lot of audio books, uh, but it's yeah, primarily video games when it comes to voiceover. And uh, but you know, I'm, I'm an actor as well. I mean, not that there's mm-hmm. any real distinction, but. Uh, uh, pr- uh, lately, I've been doing probably more on-camera stuff. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, but you know, I just uh, wherever they want me. <laughs> cool. Well, any uh, any upcoming projects you you are allowed to talk about? Uh, well, you know, uh, for the on-camera stuff, uh, it's always provided you don't end up on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, you can maybe you can expect to see me. In uh, season two of Future Man, that's on Hulu. Yep. Um, I haven't checked that one out yet. It's it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty, it's pretty it's really nice. Yeah. Uh, so that I think that that starts later this year, season two. Um, I will be on uh, 
season three of Speechless on ABC. Mm -hmm. And uh, what else do I got coming up? Oh, oh, actually, just shot that. Uh, early 2019, uh, look for it on uh, YouTube Premium. It's uh, a new show, uh, executive produced by Jordan Peele. It's called Weird City. It's kind of, uh, they're describing it as uh, a funny black mirror, basically. It's, it's an anthology show, and so every episode is different. Uh, but it's, it's set in kind of the future, and it's like uh, very, uh, you know, kind of... Yeah, it's it, it's different and like in the future, but it, it's funny. So right. you, know, you know, although you know, Black Mirror can be funny, but but uh, yeah, it's a, it, a little it, bit more comedy oriented. Funny in a different way. Yes, exactly. exactly. I, I don't know what, what what's one of the one of the things that you would uh, you would be terrified if Black Mirror came to exist. Oh gosh, <laughs> gosh. Uh, there was I think it was the was the Christmas special, the one with um, with John Hamm. I think. Oh uh, yeah. And like just the idea that. People who get blocked in real life, or something, get, right? Like when that be, you know, which also would be kind of useful. Like you know, that be I just like, but it's the idea that you could just be blocked and you know just completely and not even there. see them, even, right? Even right. Walking just, around in yeah. Real life. Exactly. Exactly. That Maybe. that reminds me of the episode of uh, Oroville where uh, you all the all the people are you yes or you know them. Oh yeah. And if you know them, their uh -huh. popularity right, right, decreases. Right. 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 I'm like that would be kind of wicked. Right. Right. Yeah. And well, there was a Black Mirror episode like that too. Yeah. Right? It was uh yeah about about social media and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Basically, you get like a, a, a Yelp rating for just. As a person, <laughs> see, I, see, I don't like that because Yelp ratings—they're really kind of fixed. Yeah, sure, sure. I yeah. work for a business that we got all kinds of like level five uh, ratings and uh -huh. stuff like that, and Yelp says, "No, we're not going to take that because uh, we think it was created." Or, right. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh no, that's not cool. <laughs> right. So, uh, so as uh, as Zenyatta, uh, after you did the uh, after you you did the game, mm -hmm. uh, what was the the moment like when you first saw the video game? You saw your voice coming out of an Omnic. <laughs> uh, it was pretty wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, it because uh, you know they they also they do throw that that little kind of robot filter on there. Yeah, uh, you know which uh, <laughs> it gives it that extra level of. Uh, you know, robotness, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, it was it was it was pretty cool, and, and nice. certainly, I don't think any of us. I mean, we all knew that you know Blizzard. You know, obviously Blizzard, they only do big stuff. That is true. I don't, think, I don't think any of us had any idea that it would be uh, quite quite this big. I, I remember we were talking to uh, to Darren DePaul. He yes. was he was actually one of the one of the first uh, Overwatch characters we talked to. Oh, great. And uh, he's, he actually said he was actually at BlizzCon yeah. when they premiered the trailer. Mm -hmm. And he was like, he's looking at it and he's like, wow, this, is, this looks like a pretty cool game. I wonder what it is. And then he saw himself going, hammer down. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's that, that game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, did, did, did you actually get to uh, interact with any of the other voice actors while you were recording? Or was it just more of an afterthought? Yeah, no, we, uh, I think the first time most of us met was they had a, uh, they had kind of a rap party basically after, uh, after the BlizzCon that year. I think it might have been either 2015 or 2016. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, about two years ago. Because usually, I mean, I'm sure you know, uh, yeah. particularly with video games, uh, it's a pretty solitary effort. Um, so, you know, it's usually just you mm -hmm. in the booth. Um, so, yeah, it, it was it was, it was was nice to, to get to meet, you know, all the other actors. And, and in, a, 
you know, kind of a rare Hollywood occurrence, you know, out of like 25 plus actors, everyone's pretty cool. Nice. <laughs> you know, there was, there's not one, you know, just... Yeah. yeah, and and the videos game video games are going strong for over two years now. Yeah, yeah. it is still way strong. I watch people on Twitch, right, that are playing this. Yeah, well, it's it, it's no Fortnite, I think. Yeah. but <laughs> I think that's. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I got I got a lot of guys that are saying that Fortnite's on its way out. Yeah, it, yeah. it's it's a completely different beast. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I I love the fact that it's a first person shooter. There's so many different types of ways to play and characters to play with. Yeah, so. Um, it's just too fast-paced for me. I'm just like, oh, my God. I know. It, uh, it is a little, it can be hard to follow for sure. I know I know. Sunshine's been trying to start playing, but she gets motion sick every, just about every time. My favorite game actually was Blizzard, and I did stop playing right about the time yeah. that the Miss of Pandarian came out, but it was it was one of my favorite zones oh, to go nice, through because nice. those pandas are just so No, fun. they're adorable, right? Adorable. Dude, I am old school. I Molten core was the big thing. <laughs> okay, you and 40 of your best friends are trying to take out these guys. Now they got it worked out that a hunter can whip through there with one pet. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretty late right now. I'm like, jeez. So, um, I, so I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I, I, I usually ask this of any, any voice actor. If you get into character now uh-huh. and... You would say something that Zenyatta would never actually say. <laughs> and I, I, I love it because like it's, it's just an yeah. off-the-cuff type right, thing. Right, right. You know, it's funny. I've been uh, I've been asked variations of that, and and uh, I, honestly, I, I would love to say those things, but I, I would I also like would love to not get fired. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> but because uh, you know, I um, I think. Zenyatta, he, you know, he, he is an omnic, he is a robot, but he, he certainly is capable of, uh, of, of very human emotions. And, you know, he, he uh, battles against injustice. And uh, I think, you know, there are things that, that, that make him angry. And mm-hmm. there's certainly things that make me angry. And I would love <laughs> to uh, channel that in, in, in some way. But, uh, you know, certainly, uh, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't really do that. I think, that's, it, 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 yeah. That's fine, that's fine. <laughs> So, um, and one thing that I've, I've been trying to start start asking as well: What is one question that you haven't been asked that oh. you would like to be asked? Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Whether whether it's about you, whether it's about voice acting, or or the character, <laughs> or maybe a favorite charity. Or, you know. Oh, oh my gosh! Uh, well, I, you know, I guess. You know, it's funny. The question that, that I do get asked a lot, uh, but unfortunately I don't have an answer for, and I would like an answer for, is certainly, uh, uh, you know, what, can you tell us more about the Zenyatta lore, like the Zenyatta mm-hmm. background? And certainly I would like to know that myself, um, because everyone's always asking for, you know, when is he going to have a cinematic? You know, for Zenyatta, you know, when are we gonna get to what? You know, it's get it's getting closer. They just had one for Diva. They so did. They're, they did. They're running yeah, down the right, line. Right. Right. Uh, so you know, yeah, I think I, I'm I'm I never get tired of that question. I, I just hope that uh, you know Michael Chu and, and and you know the rest of the creators over there at Blizzard can you know get, give us some answers for that one. Cool. <laughs> it, it would be nice to see a cinematic. I yeah. Mean, right. Right. That, I mean, those are what really make the 
it, a, a really character come to life for a lot of people. Yeah, it, it makes the game, it makes the lore, and it makes the character. Definitely, well, definitely. It, it's, it's like that character, uh, Nico, from the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves the character Nico, but he's uh-huh. not playable. He's mm-hmm. an NPC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how annoying is that? <laughs> but so, yeah, it's, it's cool to see the, the lore of characters for us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and I always say Blizzard is, they really are the, the Pixar of, of video game company. Yeah. I mean, like, because those, those shorts, some of the cinematics are just, I mean, they're, they're, they're amazing. They're you know? intense. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Really great. It really drives you going. I really want to play this game. Wait, I hated this game when I played it before, but I want to play it again. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for coming oh, on, yeah. taking some time out. Um, feel, feel free to plug yourself. Where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me um, on Twitter at Fio Chin, F E O C H I N, uh, on Instagram at Fio Chin. Um, yeah. And uh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. It's, you know, it's been great. Yeah. All right. Well, we we'll definitely love having you around. Yes. Oh, yeah. And. Uh, I will uh, say one last thing. Mm-hmm. I will ask you all to experience tranquility. <laughs> I love it. Right. Awesome. Thank Wait, you. Where's she going with this? Well, he, he couldn't say anything angry. That's so true. maybe that's something true. Yeah. that's just like, darn it. Okay. All right, go ahead. Very zen. Drat, I've forgotten my cookies in the oven. My cookies are burning. <laughs> nice. Thank you so cool. much. <laughs> you awesome. bet. You bet. Clever Art Studios has 15 years of experience with clients like NASA, the Arizona State Museum, Discovery Channel, Science Channel, and the National Geographic Television. She has skills in animation and illustration. You can find her at Facebook and LinkedIn. And she has her own website, www.cleverartstudio.com. All right, we're back here at Salvatin Con 2018. Is here. it 2018? It is 2018. Oh, wow. That's I crazy. know. It's 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 Sabo 18 is what it was just, it was just like just like <laughs> yesterday it felt like 2018. Oh wait. It, it was, was. 2018. <laughs> uh, all right, so today uh, well, so right now we actually have a uh, uh Con attendee. Uh, we have Miss Brooke with us and she wanted to uh, you know she, we we wanted to talk with her because uh, well we know that you're um, we were talking last night at the at the VIP party. Party. And uh, you kind of had mentioned that you do have a little bit of uh, uh, social anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> what? Uh, so number one, how are you enjoying Salvatin Con so far? Well, so far this is my first convention ever. Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be way more amazing and way more awesome than I expected. Nice. Good. So. Uh, so, what what are the couple things that you're that you're kind of feeling that you're going through with uh, with your personal social anxieties? Um, well, some things that I notice are when I start a conversation with someone that I'm just meeting, I tend to kind of get clogged up in my throat, and it's like I can't say anything, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm frozen, and I don't know how to kind of literally break the ice there how to yeah how to communicate i'm trying to go is was that a, a frozen joke because <laughs> if you broke the ice and you had the frozen part in there i was thinking that there was a frozen joke in there <laughs> sorry i mean yeah i mean I, I i have to tell you something i feel the same way when i'm meeting new people uh a lot of people i at least in my opinion a lot of people feel that way when meeting new people for some people, it is a little bit easier to break that ice. For some people, it's a little bit, you know, you have to chip away at it. You have to, you have to get that feeling. Um, I, for the longest time, I had, uh, I had big social anxiety as well. 
so I kind of I kind of know what what what's going there. Um, one of the things that I've I've learned personally to overcome my social anxieties was to just say hi. It's a simple little one syllable word. And she used that last night. It worked mm-hmm. very well. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. You're already on a podcast. You're on your way to, you know, talking in front of thousands of people. And some of them don't even speak English. <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, the, the, the biggest thing that it, it's one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever given that I'll give to you. Just say hi. Oh, I thought it was going to be don't eat yellow snow. That's usually the best <laughs> advice that I've ever heard, really, to be honest. Well, it's Phoenix. We don't get snow here. So the color has nothing to do with it? Color ha- <laughs> well, it could be lemon. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to eat it anyway. Yeah. Um, it's just the way I am. But yeah, and, and that's, that's one of the things that I, I feel, at least personally, it's the easiest way to break apart the biggest chunk of ice is just say hi. Or hand them a drink. Or hand them a drink, <laughs> that too. Um, so Getting somebody a drunk is usually a really great way to get break the ice. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so, uh, so what, what, what else, what else in, in your time coming here to the, to the, to the convention, to Sabo, um, what, what are the things that you've kind of noticed? Not, not, I wouldn't say just with you, but observing other people. I've noticed, unlike with other areas and other types of communities and people, this is a very friendly, very open kind of environment mm-hmm. that you don't often see a lot in just like the regular public. Right, and I mean the reason for that is because, I mean even even just here, look around. There's a lot of people who have the same interests. There's a lot of people who are dressed up in cosplays. I mean I'm sitting here in my misty cosplay, <laughs> but that that that's kind of weird, isn't it? That's yes. So comforting. That's actually my favorite character. Well, there you go. You see, it, it's one of those things where you can tell, especially people people who dress up in cosplay or even just talking about different things, the shirts that they wear, what they're interested in. That's a good way to break the ice with somebody too. Just go up. <laughs> I'm looking down and I'm like, this is the non geekiest shirt I brought. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I mean, you know, there, there's several people out here, you know, you'll, you'll see with, uh, with just a random Pokemon shirt. If you love Pokemon, just say, oh, I love Pokemon. Pikachu. Just something simple like that. You know, it, 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 tends to, it tends to break the ice a lot quicker because you never know that other person could have social anxiety as well. Ooh, become a photographer because you talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. You turn around going, can I take your picture? They say, yes, you take your picture. You hand them a business card. You get more friendly. Mm-hmm. It's a way to do it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different ways to overcome this, those social anxieties, but definitely, and and you kind of you touched on it at conventions. This is where, and at least th- th- this is my personal opinion. This is where people go to try to break out of their shop. It's because there's people dressed up. There's people who have like-minded ideas. And, and oddly, 10 years ago, those were the people that were hidden in the closets that didn't want to be noticed because mm-hmm. they liked the things that regular people thought were idiotic and such. And now there are hundreds, thousands mm-hmm. of people that are hanging together that all vaguely know about 
every little part. I mean, yep. I'm not an anime person, but you know, you show somebody where you got Pikachu's and you've got uh, uh, people that are Attack on Titans, which is the only real anime that's up to date that I ever tried to watch. You know, stuff like that. There's always a connection. You know, it really doesn't matter. You know, if you see someone, you can probably go up to them and find something to say, either about what they're wearing. And even if they're not in cosplay, most likely something they're wearing is geeky. Mm -hmm. You know, they may have a, a pair of pants that are uh, patterned. Like up there, there's a girl that's wearing some kind of geeky type uh, pants. Um, or you can say, turn around going, I, those ears, they look like they're from this. And, or just go with the curiosity going, what are you? <laughs> what are you? What's your cosplay? What is that cosplay? I mean, I think I've seen it before. Of course, it might have been 10 minutes ago when I walked by you. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just so much. Um, matter of fact, there's a girl there that's actually dressed in, I believe, uh, the Attack on Titans brown leather jacket. She's actually at the end of... Uh, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't see her from here. Yeah, Amber Skies. Uh, booth there. <laughs> but anyway... And it's the thing, it's just noticing, you know, certain things. And then, of course, you got to realize, just because these people are dressed up uh, at an anime convention doesn't mean it's anime. Um, some people are dressed up as World of Warcraft. I, I actually see a vault hunter there from Fallout. Cool, cool. And, and there's also, um, I, I've seen, uh, well, the young lady that was just here shortly, uh, just a moment ago. Uh, she was wearing an adaptation of her uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, uh, Star Lord. Mm -hmm. So, um, and so she, but she just couldn't, you know, afford to, to get the full getup, you know, the mask, the guns, the the full trench coat and such. So, yeah, there's conversation. That's just I paid, you know, five bucks for this, four bucks for that. I got a bubble <laughs> thing, so. So what, what are the couple things that you're enjoying seeing out here? Well, I've noticed that there are a whole lot of panels all over the place. Mm -hmm. So many different things that if you're interested in, you can go to those panels and check them out and learn more about different things. Yep. And there's such a broad area of subjects for different things that you can check out and places you can go, people you can meet that have even more specific um, same interest yeah that's that's completely true uh, you know uh there's people here who have studied animes and studied movies studied video games that go way beyond common knowledge um actually it, it wasn't this year last year i actually went to a panel where they were talking about uh what was it, it the the different religions inside of the dragon ball z universe Holy cow. <laughs> I never knew that they even talked about religion in Dragon Ball Z. You physically, you would have to like watch every episode seven times to even know that they had a religion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and it, it's a great place to go. Like, If, if you want to get more knowledgeable on a specific subject or a specific anime or a specific character, there's going to be a panel about it that you can find. And then after the panel is done... Every single panelist, every person that talked on that panel are more than willing to talk to you further. 
Oh God, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and then the cool part is sometimes if if the next panel is not ready, sometimes you can talk to them for you know 20 minutes to a half hour before whoever else is coming in next, or you just go out in the hall and sit there and yak. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, it's definitely definitely one of those things, and I'm I'm of the mindset that conventions are the best place to go if you have social anxiety. It may seem counterintuitive. There's a lot of people here. It's a lot of people that you don't know. Yeah. All of them? All of them. <laughs> it, it seems scary, doesn't it? Yes, I'm scared shitless. I don't know what about you. But. but I'll tell you what. Any convention that you go to, you're going to leave friends with at least one person. Easily. Easily. You know, I and make friends going and on the light rail coming to conventions. <laughs> because mm-hmm. when you're sitting on the light rail and you're going, I've got an hour to kill till before we get there, and all of a sudden, someone's dressed up as a Pikachu. Someone's dressed up as this. And I'm like, yeah, I know where you're going. Because <laughs> I'm heading there too. Yeah. There was a, when I'm going to Game On, I, I ran into one of the volunteers that works at the Game On, mm-hmm. and like two or three people that were going to Game On on the light rail. <laughs> yep. So it's easy. All you do is scan the crowd. You can always find somebody or somewhere, you know, a connection. Yeah. And I know, I know that uh, uh, Artab was talking to you a little bit earlier about uh, talking with um, uh, Nicole from Corgi Cosplay, a friend of ours. Two years ago, she was pretty much in the same boat that you're in. She had, even to this day, she still has some social anxiety, but she's learned to overcome it. And of course, I think Kiba helped. Yeah, Kiba does help. You know, having that having that puppy around you. But you will find like-minded people. You will find people who are more socially anxious than you are at these things it may take a time or two but as long as you do one small thing just say hi or just smile at them or just ask to take their picture guarantee down the road your social anxiety will start to chip away and who knows a couple years time You'll even be doing a panel. There you go. Yeah. Actually, that would be a great panel. How to mm-hmm. get over your social anxieties. Yeah. Or medication, Comic Con. <laughs> prescription, Comic Con. Pre- prescription, yeah. Yep. Prescription, Comic Con. That sounds better. I like that. I, I, I got it. We can put her with uh, on a panel with Nicole and Kiba and. Ivy Doom Kitty because she's got the, the, the body imaging thing, which is mm-hmm. not a social anxiety, but there are a lot of similarities. Yeah. So I, that would be a great panel. I would video that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, and, and I hope, you know, we, we've given a little bit of an insight, a little, a little help, little words of advice, not just to you, but to people listening. Because I can tell you right now, there's going to be a lot of people listening. They'll All hear. the world's a stage. <laughs> They're going to hear your voice. I know it seems seems scary at times, but 
just listening to you could help somebody else. So do you have any advice for anybody that's listening? Well, first off, I would suggest actually going to a Comic-Con like I've just done, the Sabaton, the Phoenix Comic-Con, any sort of convention. And um, perhaps even a smaller one, like how I've decided my first one to be a smaller one. Mm -hmm. Um, And to actually try to go out there in the world and even talk to just one or two people and try to kind of break out of the shell of not knowing anyone, being very shy, timid, not really wanting to be out of the corner, the shell that you're used to being in. That's a comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like, I've just been to this one convention, and already I've made three friends and got to meet you guys. <laughs> there you go. You see, it's... I'm not going to say it's easy. It's being socially awkward, socially anxious, being outside of the quote-unquote normal view of society. You mean guy dressed around as a girl? Guy guy dressed in a crop top, shorty shorts, and a a flower in my hair, well, in my wig. Yeah, and and here's the funny thought. They cut those shorts this morning. Those not where they were before. Yeah, these these are are shorter than they were. A little bit. But... It's not easy to have social anxiety. I know this for a fact. I have several friends who still, after many years of coming to these different conventions, they're still very anxious. But they still come to the conventions because even just for a moment, they're not in the center of the spotlight. At least they don't feel that way. Actually, I feel it's just the opposite. I, I'm always worried that someone's watching me. <laughs> what? Like that person over there, that yeah, person yeah, over there? Yeah, that's it. That's it. But So ho- hopefully this helps a couple people out, you know, listening. And uh, find a local convention, even if it's a small library con. Phoenix is good for this. <laughs> yeah, Phoenix is good. We, we have, I think, four different library conventions that happen mm-hmm. around. Um who did we talk to? It was just the other day. We were telling us about Prescott or Payson. Mm-hmm. Payson had uh, had a library con. Yeah. And Amber, Amber over there didn't. She made a killing up there because these people were starving mm-hmm. for the con type atmosphere. Yeah. So, yeah, you can find it anywhere. I live in Apache Junction, and it has a library con. Yep. One out. You know, one day where there's like six to eight hours of, you know. Now, a lot of kids are there, but they have panels, not really panels, but they have gatherings gatherings and groups and stuff like that. So So. They're everywhere. And and on our website, Con Air Radio, uh, we have a Google Calendar, and I try to put in uh, the most current dates of uh, conventions and stuff when I find them. Now, it may not be, as I said, as many on there as possible, but how... Um, mm-hmm. He has a website. What was it? Apocal- was it Apocalypse that was the... Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay. Well, somewhere but... back in our history, <laughs> uh, not too long ago, not too long in the past, uh, was a, a guest that he's more of an Arizona historian, and he actually tracks and uh, puts together information on these cons. And uh, 
he's I think he's put him on a website to where you mm -hmm. can go click. Hey, that con's coming up in you know three weeks. That's where I want to go. <laughs> yep. So, mm -hmm. so thank uh, so thank you again, Brooke, just for just for coming out of your shell a little bit more <laughs> and talking with us and talking with the uh, people over the airwaves. No problem. All right, so we're going to see uh, what else is going on here at Sabaton 2018. Hey everybody, Ed Vanderly here, the host of 1980-something. Do you love the 80s? Did you live through the 80s? Do you miss the 80s? Every week we celebrate the decade of decadence right here on Star Worldwide Network with 1980-something. We take you back in time. We talk about music, movies, TV, fashion, the games, whatever comes to mind. So join me here each week on 1980-something on Star Worldwide Networks. That's a fact, Jeff! That's a fact, Jeff! All right, we are back here, Sabaton 2018. Uh, we have Brina Palencia. Yes, beautifully pronounced. Awesome, thank you. Thank you. Uh, voice actress. <laughs> yes. Uh, so what, what, uh, what are a couple of the different uh, voices that you've done? Uh, I think probably some of my most popular roles would be Mad Moxie in Borderlands, uh, CL Phantom Hive in Black Butler, um, Chopper in One Piece, Mineta in uh, My Hero Academia, a.k.a. Grape Juice. Uh, <laughs> I've been in a lot of in stuff. Lot, I'm trying yeah. to think of what else would be popular. Uh, I also do music directing for Funimation, so I help them with adapting lyrics and uh, teaching singers songs. And um, I also do some on-camera stuff every now and then. Uh, yeah. I, I, I got to say, my, my favorite one that you've done, and this, this is a personal, personal big favorite, is, of course, Moxie. Yes. J just because I... Uh, I've, I play the games so often, but it's one of those uh, one of those voices that I mean, yeah, it, it's I mean, it, at least to my ears, it's meant to be sexy. Mm -hmm. But there's also a bit of motherly comfort behind it too. Oh wow! I, like, Interesting. I, I, I've never heard that. Like I, I don't know I don't know if you've ever heard that or ever ever had that said, but I mean, like, like no. you said, but um, I. It's just the southern charm, like 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 well well when 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 in um uh in was, two was Borderlands it yeah in two, two Borderlands yeah. two where where you kind of catch her off guard yeah mm -hmm. I, they, there's just kind of like that that little bit of southern mother mother charm at least that that I find personally. that's really funny <laughs> yeah. um, I you know when I auditioned for that I remember thinking like I'll never get that because I never played before that I never played sexy characters mm -hmm. before I got Moxie I had only ever voiced you know, like, young boys and, mm -hmm. like, you know, more comedic stuff, just, like, silly voices. Um, or, like, Girl Next Door. Like, I never was, like, the sexy girl. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I went in, and my agent even told me, like, like, oh, they want you in for Mad Moxie. And I was like, that's clearly a mistake. <laughs> uh, and I went in and I was like, I was like, so who am I voicing right now? And they were like, oh, yeah, didn't your agent tell you you're Mad Moxie? And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> and it took me many years to feel like I had a handle on that character. And I mm -hmm. still, still, there's the moments where I feel like I'm just like a little girl playing dress up in her mom's heels or something. Right. Like it's like a very like, 
I don't know what I'm doing. So <laughs> I'm glad that it comes across really well. I feel it like does. I feel really lucky that I was kind of forced to do that character because since then I've gotten to use a similar voice mm. in a lot of other like games and anime and stuff. So it kind of expanded my range a lot. So I feel really, really lucky to have gotten that role because I, I don't know that anyone else would have cast me as that. Right. So I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 glad because it's a wonderful role that the shoes needed to be filled. Yeah, in, in my opinion, very very fun, especially in Borderlands Two. She was just really well written. Yeah. So, um, out, out of all the voices that you've done, what would you say would be like the most, uh, uh, other than Mox, the most difficult to actually kind of get into? Um, uh, one of the most difficult and one of my most favorite uh, would be CL Phantom Hive mm-hmm. in Black Butler because, uh, I mean, just on an emotional level. The kid goes through a lot, right? Uh, a lot of turmoil. He experiences a lot of loss, which is, you know, painful to go through, uh, even as the actor. And uh, but to do all of that on top of doing a voice mm-hmm. as a boy, on top of doing an accent because he's English. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of technical stuff that was really complicated on top of a lot of really emotional stuff. So trying to balance that and actually sounding believable and actually sounding, you know, real and all of that was uh, difficult. It was really difficult, but honestly, that's why I love that character so much. I always like being challenged in that way. My daughters got me into Black Butler. I love that anime. That's awesome. I, that you were the voice for that, I was just... I don't normally pay attention to names. I just right. I, I enjoy the experience. I, I go into something I just enjoy it. But wow! And Thank she, you. She's very new to con, so oh, yeah. cool. Yes, this, 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 this is, is my only third her con. Yeah, yeah, it's only her third one. I, I got her. I got her hooked. Ooh, nice! Welcome. Yes. She's addicted now. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. So have uh, have you actually been through Arizona before for for other conventions? You know, I've been or? through Arizona. I, I went. I, I went to one convention here. I went to Phoenix Comic Con back in like 2009, I think. Okay. But I split my time between uh, Dallas and LA, so I have driven through here <laughs> a lot. So many times. <laughs> and Phoenix is always one of my stops, always. Oh, nice. Um, and I actually genuinely really like Phoenix. I love Grand Street, I love Central Avenue. Like those, uh, they're just really nice restaurants here. It's, it's a nice, it's an underrated city, I think. I, I agree. Yeah. I've, I've lived here all my life, and it's still one of those things. I, I always ask I, pretty much just about anybody I, I talk to. It's like, have you been here before? Do you do you want any hints, any, you know, like, any clues as to what, what to go look for, what to go look at? So. Yeah. One of my favorite things doing the convention circuit is that I do end up in cities that I never would have just visited by myself mm-hmm. and then find that they're just delight. Like, there's so many awesome cities all across America right. that it's just like... Never would like uh, St. Louis is a great example. Like I mm-hmm. have gone to a convention there. I think at least twice, maybe three times. I absolutely love that city. It's so fun. Pittsburgh, same thing. It's Sacramento. Not- There's just so much. It's so much fun, and there's so much to do, and it's just all unexpected that it's just like, what? All of this amazing stuff is here? I had mm-hmm. no idea. So much history. Like, it's just fun. It's really cool to see I, so I much of the I spent very United little States. time in St. Louis. We flew in, went to the military base, Fort Leonard Wood. Not, and not that was a, it. Pretty much yeah, it. That was oh, it. man, you got to go to the city museum in St. Louis. It's been so long since I've been. I know I've, I've actually been to every state and every, every, state and every province in Canada. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, wow. uh, I've been there, done that, but most of it is just been traveling through one night stays, 
you know, and, and out the door. Um, and St. Louis was never one of my fondest memories because it was, as I said, taking me to basic training oh, yeah. in the Army. And I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> you should revisit it. It could be very healing for you. Revisit well, it and go to the city museum. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably will do something along that line. So I think one of the next major uh, city states, stash, uh, states is uh, uh, New Orleans. I, oh, I really do yeah. have the kind yeah. of eagerness to go down there. I actually there. had the uh, privilege of getting to live in New Orleans for six months because I was filming a TV show there for the CW called Starcrossed. Um, which, <laughs> I uh, watched that show. You did? <laughs> Aww. <laughs> yeah, we only lasted one season. You can still watch it on Netflix, though. Mm-hmm. It's I have gotten a second life on Netflix, enough, which is nice. I, I feel bad about this. I just recently deleted it off my server. How dare you? And mostly because <laughs> that you you have limited space mm-hmm. on a server, and it's like I've watched it a couple of times, so I've got a. Uh, well, if you ever want to revisit it, just go to Netflix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have any uh, upcoming projects you're allowed to talk about? Um, there's one really exciting one that I cannot talk about at all, which is really frustrating. That's um, always fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, it's made by... <laughs> it's, its genre is... <laughs> no. I shall not go that route. The, I'll tell you it is a video game. And that's ooh. it. Um, we like video games. Yes. But... Uh, yeah, as far as anime stuff, especially with the simuldubs... Oh, um, I'm a new character in Black Clover. Uh, there have been a couple of episodes that have come out of that. Uh, Kahono, I think is her name. I don't know why I'm blanking right now. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, but I, I get to sing in it as well, which is really fun. She, her, she has her uh, magic powers uh, singing. She has singing magic, which is really fun. Um, that sounds cool. So that's a new character and still working on My Hero Academia stuff. As a, that's actually one I'm starting to get into. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. How do you like it so far? So far, I'm, I'm only about two episodes in. Oh, okay. And uh, it, it's going to be one that I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be hooked on. It's really fun. Yeah. And it's really unique. Like, the, I think the animation style is really cool. It's, like, a really awesome mix of, like, Eastern and Western, like, uh, drawing styles, I think, are really well merged. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fun. It's a really yeah. fun show. Is singing something that you do for enjoyment, or is that something new for, that you had to do for the role? Uh, no, I actually got my degree in music, and my instrument was voice. Um, and so singing, I knew singing better than I knew acting before. I would say now, okay, so I the very first lead role that I got at Funimation was a character in a show that everyone should watch called Beck, Mongolian Chop Squad. Um, and my character's name was Maho, and it was all about like the underground music scene. And I, I remember I actually got to, I don't know why or how, but I somehow got, um, got to hear a lot of people's auditions. And I heard my own audition, and the audition was like a, you had to do the acting portion and then you had to do the singing portion. And I remember thinking like, wow, I definitely only got that role because of the singing because my acting portion was really bad. Because <laughs> at the time I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but uh, Taliesin Jaffe and Chris Bevins actually directed that show. And I mostly worked with Taliesin and he really like kind of took me under his wing and sort of taught me a lot mm-hmm. about voice acting. Um, and... It's just a really beautiful show. But, uh, yeah, so 
for a long time I felt more comfortable in the singing than I did in the acting. But now, because I've been acting professionally for 15 years, I'm, I have to say I am actually more comfortable in the acting than I am in, this, in the music now. Wow. Yeah. Well, because when you're singing, you have to, you have to constantly remind yourself and refresh yourself on how to... It's a muscle, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a muscle. You definitely have to practice it a lot. I've been uh, trying to practice it a lot more lately. I try to do concerts at every convention I go to. I did one here uh, this morning, actually. They had me do one in the morning, which was really weird. But uh, it actually kind of ended up being really fun. The, the audience was so awesome. But uh, I love doing concerts at conventions because the crowds here are so much more engaged and just so much more supportive and like mm-hmm. just really lovely it's not it's, like when you go to a coffee shop and it's like a bunch of other musicians that are like judging you and just kind of mm-hmm. like prove yourself everyone here is just like let's just have a good time yeah <laughs> that's what i love about conventions yeah it's, it's a great space it's a really loving space yeah yeah we should have brought her up for the karaoke they had out there the other night <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If you want to do karaoke, let me know, because I'm, I'm a karaoke king. He does so. like it. I actually never do karaoke. No. I do it. I don't. I only like it when it's when it's like the like the Asian style karaoke where you have your own rooms. Oh, okay. Because I don't like waiting in line, and I also really don't like doing karaoke unless it's just with my friends, because people take it way too seriously. Oh, yeah. And I just can't handle it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I never take myself seriously when it comes to karaoke. Yeah. I never I, take you yourself never seriously should. at all. Yeah. You're wearing, you know, anyway. Yes, I am wearing Misty from yeah. Pokemon. And you look gorgeous. Thank you. <laughs> I'm blushing. Yesterday he was wearing a dress anyway. He just likes wearing girl character stuff. I mean, there, there's not a lot of guys, off. there's not a lot of guys that have full beards that have a big belly. They're doing it. So I'm doing it. Yeah. Get, find your niche. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so one thing that I, that I do personally like to ask, uh, uh, voice actors, um, in uh, because because I love Moxie so much. What is something that you think Moxie would never say? <laughs> oh, something I think she would never. I mean, that's hard to say because she's she's, she's she's pretty out there. Yeah, she is pretty out there, and she's pretty. Uh, I feel like she's gone through a lot of different transformations. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing she would never say is. Um, I mean, I'm sure she would never say something like, uh, I'd love to go back to being a ho-dunk. Like, she would definitely never do that. <laughs> For those of you that got that reference, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you again just for coming out, giving us just a little opportunity to talk to you. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. Um, if uh, do, do you have any social media that we could follow you on? Yes, please. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, at Brina Palencia. Uh, but please follow me on Instagram at Brinakins, B-R-I-N-A-K-I-N-S. Uh, that's the one that I use more, mm-hmm. and it's also the one that I do a lot of music on. And okay. I just like Instagram. I'm I'm, I'm getting into <laughs> Instagram a little bit more because I because yeah. because of the cosplay stuff. So. But for some reason, I have like even though I'm way more active there than I am on Twitter, I have like literally double the amount of followers on Twitter. And it's not that I don't want you to follow me on Twitter. <laughs> it's just like. Come on, guys. Join yeah. Instagram, too. Awesome. Well, thank you. Uh, once again, thank you for coming out, and hopefully you have a good rest of your con. Thank you so much, guys. All right. And we're going to go ahead and check out a little bit more here at Sabaton Con 28. You're listening to Star Worldwide Networks, where you can host your own radio show. If you're looking for a way to get out your message, 
Welcome to the future. Dave Pratt's Star Worldwide Networks offers you the opportunity to use our state-of-the-art studio to create your very own radio show. Our experienced and helpful production staff will help you every step of the way. Our free mobile app allows your listeners to take your show with them and play it live or on demand. Even if you're not in Arizona, we've got you covered with Skype technology so you can broadcast from anywhere in the world. Whether you're in it to grow your business, make a statement, deliver a message, or just have fun hosting your own show, Star Worldwide Networks can make it happen. Star Worldwide Networks, where you are the star. For more information, just visit us at StarWorldWideNetworks.com. I see trees of green. Red roses too I see them blue For me and you And I think to myself Bullshit! What a wonderful world Where are you going? Going to pick a fight. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.